Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Freedom. <laughs> and today is the end of an era. But also, we're going to be talking about some games and things we like about Meepletown. So thanks for joining us for episode 122. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean completely butt naked. <laughs> Woo! <And that's>, Woo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that's it. I mean, I don't know. I just thought you've been wearing something every time. Why did you just wear nothing this last time? It's, I think I just wore nothing, like, not that long ago. Oh, yeah? Within oh, the last I? couple of Whoops. episodes. <laughs> Maybe. Last time... You had your party pants on. Like, I've done... That one's overdone. Mm-hmm. But you still... It's just fun to say party pants. You were... Maybe it was that you were Johnny... Johnny... Nudity? Top list is what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't that I wasn't wearing anything. But I, I do think there have been times where I have worn my birthday suit. Maybe on my birthday? Yeah. Perhaps. While we recorded the podcast. And I just... Yeah. I, I shielded my eyes. From it's the, uncomfortable. It was blinding for sure. me. <laughs> it's kind of a... Uh, kind Cross of a your thing. legs, Dean. It's a, kind, of a, kind of a thing we do around here, apparently. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I figured that it being my last full episode, that's the way to start it off. I think so. By the way... Who knows what's going to happen today? There, we we were we are thankful to even be recording at all. It's and, true. That's a good. It's a true statement. It's not a normal format. It's just like, hey, let's get together and we're just going to talk and then see Do what like happens. An, like an hour long ish. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. This will yeah. be a, it's a little episode. shorter episode. Reminisce a little bit, but also there's like five or six games here. So if you're new to Meeple Town, totally need to uh, you know hang around and listen to some of the talk about some. Some cool games. There's some out there that will be really interesting, huh? I agree with that. And actually, I just remembered another one that I'm going to add on here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I decided to, honestly, I was gonna, I didn't really decide to do no poll. This just kind of snuck up on me. In fact, Dean texted me at 645 this morning and said, because we usually record early morning time before we go to work. And he's like, hey, we recording? And my phone was like, do not disturb. <laughs> it was the best moment of my life. Just don't disturb. Just get out of here, Dean. Get out. Get out, Dean. It's a, it's a sign of things to come, I believe. Yeah, it is. For those, again, want to reiterate that even though I am leaving Meeple Town. Wait, Meeple, what? Somebody might just be listening to this and miss last first week's time. episode. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> even though I am leaving Meeple Town, and that doesn't mean I'm like never going to do anything on Meeple Town, but I'm leaving, leaving as the regular um, lead host of Meeple Town. Meeple Town will continue, and I, I, I yeah, well, let's do it. Let's do it. I know what you're going to ask me. I know, I know you so well, John. What am I going to ask? So, who the next host is going to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I've been, I've been going back and forth on this. Go ahead. The, well, that's okay. The reason I want you to do this because we were debating whether we should talk about this is because I want people to emphatically know this thing is still rocking and rolling, and yeah. it's going to be as good, if not better, nay, better than ever. And I think also. The next host is somebody that John approves of too. Like John doesn't care. I mean, that's I mean, well, a strong okay. word. Let, but. Me, let me let me rephrase that. John does care. John cares very much about Meeple Town, but has also said, "Hey, look, this is this is your thing," which I really appreciate that. Yeah. Although I'm still going to be talking to John and and like you know sharing things with him because we're still going to be talking a lot anyway. But um, but I I did want it to be somebody that John approves of, even though he's like pick whoever you want. I don't. I'm out of here, man. I gave suggestions. You did. Yeah. They were not good. No, they were okay. Can we say the names right now? <laughs> <laughs> the one who made it was I don't know. Some of the maybe 10, listed. 20 on the list or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, I mean that's why I, top fifty for sure. An adequate choice. <laughs> Adequate. <laughs> Here's what John really wanted. He wanted somebody that wasn't going to be as good as him. Yeah, that's right. So that's that, the problem. This guy's actually going to be good. Yeah. I wanted someone that sucked so <laughs> that everyone would be like, <laughs> wow, I really missed that John guy. Oh, man. It's going to be two or three episodes in and they won't even remember who I am. Yeah. John, Johnny who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Johnny who will be it. Can I Ooh, call myself? I'm still going to call myself Johnny Meepletown. Okay. Like that's my board game world identity oh that's awkward now and board game geek that's what it is yeah i was staying that way 
I'm gonna because I'm gonna get on sometimes. I would like to talk to some people from Board Game Geek and say, "Look, this guy's claiming to be Johnny Meepletown. <laughs> he has nothing to do with Meepletown. You need to re- you need to take all my photos down <laughs> immediately, which you should. I mean, you should get, you know, hey, Double D should be the name of the show. Ooh, Double okay. D's Meepletown. Let's talk about who the next person's gonna be. All right, let's talk about it. All right, so it's gonna be Darren. Uh oh. <laughs> You're going to have to learn how to spell that, Frudenthal. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. and you're, I'm not going to have to learn because I don't, I don't I care about people town anymore, apparently. <laughs> I have, I've been friends with Darren for years and years, and he lives in Indiana. We're in, you know, we're in the Nashville area. And so this will be some re- remote recording. But I often call Darren on the phone, even before, you know, we asked him to do this. And asking Siri to call Darren Frudenthal. Does not work. I, she just doesn't know what to do. She doesn't. <laughs> Wow. She just breaks. Like, just, I'm done for the day. We should just change his name says. to Darren F. There we go. <laughs> okay. I don't see any problems with that. I think that would be fine. <laughs> so, Darren is Ooh. a friend of Meeple Town. You've seen him and, and heard of him on some things we've done in the past. We went to, Hopefully. Uh, went to PAX with him a couple years ago. And here's the thing. So, Darren will be the, the host. But in the meantime. He's the official host. Co-host. He will be the co-host. <laughs> did you catch when I called myself lead host earlier? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, I did. And you just let me say it. That's okay. I'm letting Johnny say whatever okay. he wants today. All right, great. Johnny, say what you want. That's what your name is. So, Darren... Uh, That's a dangerous license, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he will not be starting for a little while. And by a little while, I don't. we don't have a definitive date, but my guess is it's not going to be until the summer at some point is what he and I have been talking about. We're going to be having some guest hosts. Meeple Town is still going to be going until then. We've just, I've got some guest hosts lined up. They're going to be uh, great. Yeah. Th- Seriously. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> well. Some of them, you know, they're going to be Is misses. Jonathan one of them? He will be, but we haven't scheduled a time yet. yet. Yeah. Remind me to skip that episode. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to. Yeah. You think John's bad and yeah. you don't know what Actually, he's going to say. Actually, Jonathan and I did uh, one together. That's Tung- right. Tungaru. That's right. Which was a decent game, but... It's, no one cares about it anymore. I never got to play it because I got. It wasn't amazing. It was really it was, sick. It, yeah, yeah. It was okay. Oh yeah, that was the one where you couldn't even take the trash out without, like, I, I think having that's to right. sit down for a while because of COVID. I, I think, think that that's was right. That week. Yeah. I think that's right. So yeah, and so because I didn't get to do that with you guys, I have a copy that's sitting unplayed because you didn't like it well enough to play it. So I'm actually selling my copy because I don't think I'm ever going to get it. Played. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think mm, I will. Maybe I'll buy it from you. There you go. Okay, I'll sell it. Um, anyway, no, it so stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pipe in with just a Dean monologue at some point in there too, just to kind of point in some direction, like give you a better direction of where we're going. But I didn't want to do that today. I wanted it to be more about the end of an era. Yeah, that's 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 appropriate. And then next week it's party time for new beginnings. That's right. Here's here's a, the reality is is Darren is is actually pretty funny. Not quite as funny as I am. Who but is like? But you know, just kidding. Obviously, uh, no. Darren's actually a fun, funny guy that I think they're gonna really. Dean and Darren in the morning. Oh, you don't know what that is because you don't watch Community. No. I don't. Oh. Is there actually a Dean and Darren in the morning? No, but there's two guys and oh, they okay. do that okay. and they do like you know fake shows. I told Dean what would have maybe been epic for this last episode, and we're about to start talking about games in just one second, is that I should have just done a Johnny monologue for an hour or hour and a half. You still can. Nobody's stopping you. We're just, I mean, you have nah, all the passwords to just throw it up there. That's true. <laughs> uh, we're not doing a poll because I, this all snuck up, up on, uh, snuck up, up on me. Snuck up. It didn't so just fast, sneak up on me. It snuck, snuck up, 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 on. up on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, there we go. Is there anything else you want to share before we're moving on to this? Uh, I think we can talk about like you know some of the other stuff later. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Well, the first game we're going to talk about, actually, the first games that John's going to talk about are going to be we're going to talk about these in uh, dual capacity. That is, baseball highlights the dice game, and football highlights the dice game. All right, you gonna go? You got it. You okay. Talk about it. You so taught me. Dean is a huge. And I, I, I like uh, Baseball Highlights 2045. That's what it is, right? That's right. Yeah. I like Baseball Highlights a decent amount, actually. Dean does as well. Um, we both enjoyed Football Highlights, though I don't, it didn't live up to the Baseball Highlights greatness or, or goodness. Goodness for me, greatness for Dean. Yeah. Right? Like, that was for, that's our opinion, you know, obviously. Just two, just two 
two fellas' opinions. They have a dice game that came out from Eagle Griffin Games, and so I was obvious. I was immediately interested, especially since you guys have heard me and gals have heard me talk about more rolling rights lately. Um, yeah, Hadrian's Wall that we talked about and stuff like that recently. So I was like, hey, I'm going to pick that up. Um, and so in this game, let's talk about baseball first. Oof. Yeah. What's wrong? What's so funny? Okay, so in all of this, I was like, I'm going to look up something for us to talk about at the end of this conversation. And so I'm looking up basketball highlights because they just announced basketball highlights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this would be a good transition. Oh, man, look at the box of this. Not not my fave. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> that before. It's a little, little, it's okay. It's okay. I, uh, I don't like it. I, I, to be honest with you, though, I don't really like the baseball highlights art that much either. Uh, that's true. Like, that it's pretty, true. like, it's not bad. It's just, eh. Um, so in, it's the same artist <clears throat> of all of those. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. It's just not, and again, it's not bad. It's just not my style. That's, yeah. kind of, that's what I'm saying. Um, cause I, so in this game, even if you don't like baseball, I would say, it might be worth giving this a shot. I would say that for anyone that's listening right now going up, tune out. I don't care about baseball or football. Um, In this game, you're going to be rolling dice and the dice are going to have like single, double, triple, home run, walk, stolen base or whatever. You're going to roll all these dice and you're going to put them on like the base, whether that's on a single or double or or whatever. And then what's going to happen is you, if you're the first player for that round, you're going to take all of your dice and mark off on a sheet like if you took four triples you're going to mark off triple 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 that doesn't mean you get four triples you're marking boxes left to right and when you get to a certain spot hey you hit a triple um if you get to a spot that has a little star on it and you end on that you hit two triples you also might mark off a clutch hit which is kind of a bottom track that you can you know get three or four marks on clutch trick trick clutch hit and there you go. You get a hit, you know. The thing is, is that you're also competing against one defensive die, which could be nothing or could be like uh, one out, your lead runner's out or double, you know, play or triple play, which does lead to interesting calls because you're like, oh, I could get a guy on base. Oh, wait, never mind. They're going to be out. So should I go ahead and mark this off and take, you know, take this single hit? Or should I, you know, mark off some other boxes and just prep it for next round? And then hopefully I could actually score runs. First two, I think it's six rounds in a two-player game. Um, and it's five and a three, four and a, I don't know, in a four-player game or something like that. What do you think? This one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did like the baseball highlights. I, I thought this was, it was fun. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it adds anything like spectacular. No, it does not add anything spectacular. To, to Rowan Wright's yeah. in general? Yeah, in general, yeah. In, to the gaming world in general, it doesn't add anything spectacular. The only thing that it does is, you know, it's, it's doing the normal tracks, drafting dice yeah. and tracks that you've seen in a lot of Rowan Wright games, yeah. but it's in a baseball format, which it's, it's interesting. Now, let me sure. say that I actually did like the game. I, th- yeah. I thought it was fun, but I don't know if it adds anything like, you know, just crazy. I don't think it adds, I do think it adds one thing that I like that I don't see I haven't seen done maybe as well as this. And that is timing being an element of very much interest in rolling rights. Yeah. So like I kind of what I was saying before, like going wild tactically, right? Like, or should I take this now or should I take it later? Oftentimes it's like, okay, yeah, just take it combo, 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 blah, 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 blah. I thought that was kind of cool. Cause again, a player, you could get a player on, but if they're going to be out that round, then what's the point? Um, so I, it wasn't groundbreaking earth shattering, but I kind of would like to see that incorporated into more rolling rights. Yeah. Like yeah. when should I cross this? And I know that, that it's in there in, in games, no doubt about it, but it's very prominent in this one of when mm-hmm. should I take this? And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think I thought overall the game was fine. Yeah. The, the interesting thing, the most interesting thing I think is, is the red die that you're rolling with mm-hmm. it because it does change your strategy. It, it can seem like I know exactly what I need to do, Yeah, but with the red die, you're not always just trying to get hits. You're like John just said, the timing piece of it, because if at the end of this round, you're going to get a, um, I don't know if there's going to be a double play at the end of the round, obviously you don't want to put any, you don't want to put any runners on base yeah, because they're going to get out. And so you have to time that to say, okay, let's hope that next round the red dies a little bit better. And then I'll just work on getting those hits later. And I, I do like that. I think it's good. And and I think the game is fun because I like baseball highlights and it's doing that same sort of thing in a quicker time. Yeah. But, but but it wasn't it was I say quicker time 
Y- not mm, really. I mean, yeah. if you're just playing one game of baseball highlights, the card game, it's not really a quicker time. Yeah, but if you're doing a whole thing. They also had the thing where like you have to end that round on the starred one to get the double, like a double-double, a and double that was si- single, yeah. a double-triple. I accidentally messed up when I first taught Dean this game, and I thought you had to do that for every hit that you made. And honestly, I thought that was more interesting. Because you can score because a it normal was, amount of runs. Yes, because it was more like, I think it was 5-7 to seven instead of like 18-20 to 20 or whatever. You know? I can tell you I did not score 18 yeah, runs. or whatever it is. I was not very good at this game. Yeah, I, just, I thought that like if you had to do that more often, it would make it harder to do, but I thought... Yeah, I like that. But anyway, th- I thought it was, you know, like a solid like six and a half, maybe. Like I probably, I'm, I think I'm going to sell Dean my copy. <laughs> Which um, is funny because it sounds like, why would Dean want this? And really it's because I think, I think my son might like this mm-hmm. and my, my mancation group. The the positive of this one too is that it plays one to four players. And yeah. you can do that with the other one too. But this one, you're actually playing it all at the same time, right? Yeah. I mean, so it, we haven't done that. We've only played head to head. That's right. Um, so anyway, I, I, I did enjoy this. I think it's fun. I don't know if it adds anything just crazy. No. If, if you really love rolling rights and love baseball, I think this could be one that you you enjoy. I liked it enough to where if they had created some type of a solo like campaign or you know some kind of challenge, I would have kept it and gone through it. Mm. But it, I, I just realized my wife doesn't really like. Like she didn't like baseball highlights that much. I think it's just going to be kind of too samey for me to play it over and over again. And um, so yeah, so maybe if if Fitzgerald comes out with like a campaign, solo mode campaign, I doubt it. You know, I, I doubt it's. You got to sell a lot of board games to get those <laughs> <laughs> expansions and stuff out there. Um, but if there were and there was something like that, I would definitely be interested in trying it again. Even just something simple. Somebody a year ago asked if there's a solo simulating a, a league. And yeah. crickets, nobody answered yeah. that question. Yeah, so. if, if that would have kept me with it, it would have probably caused me to recommend it more. But just because it's not, it's just, it feels like a short, simple roll and write that will get lost in the mylude, dilude. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what are you saying? Lost in the shuffle? Lost no. in... Deluge. <laughs> <laughs> not my loot or dilute. Deluge, deluge. Is, is like a flooding, right? Yes. Isn't okay. I was going to say lost in the deluge of Rowan Wrights. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. Like there's got so you. many of them. They're coming. Okay. So football highlights. Football highlights is the next one we played after this. Talk about that too, because you also taught me this one. Maybe the worst Rowan Wright I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, I, I just, the, so in this one, you are, you have a little cube. And you're starting on the 45-yard line, and you're trying to go across, you know, to score touchdowns or to kick field goals. And um, you're either – there's three type of running plays or three type of passing plays, and you're doing the same thing. You're crossing them off. The defensive thing is you're either going to – like your first ru- rush is minus five yards, your first pass is minus ten or something. Here's the thing. The decisions in my in my plays were almost completely uninteresting. There's a because like of course you're going to take the one with the more dies that gets you the furthest yards, even if you minus five, ten, it's just I mean you can look at it and go it's kind of an obvious choice unless you're getting in like unless the red zone and, and when you get close to the end zone then yes you have some decisions because you're like should I get within five yards now because then my options are going to be a lot less for actually scoring a touchdown, um, but besides that it was just yeah I, I mean I kind of had fun because it was football right like to give it that like. Like, hey, football. <clears throat> but besides that, it was just, man, I played it with Dean. I went home and played with my son, who's 12, and he liked it. But he doesn't really like to play games that much. And so he likes, like, simple, like, type things. And it was just, to me, it was just strategically completely uninteresting. Yep. I I get that. And, yep. and you know, it's kind of funny. The packaging of this was not a full-size box game. It came in an envelope. Is that right? Yeah, so it was weird. Uh, I thought it was really strange. So I bought the combo pack, which I think you can buy it separate on Eagle Griffin Games. And it wasn't that expensive. It was like thirty nine fifty, I think, for the combo pack of baseball and football highlights. You know, baseball comes in a regular, you know, box, you know, a small box game, like you would think. And then football came in a um, Ziploc bag. You know, and I thought, that's, I don't know if it was, I, I, I guess I'm just speculating if it was because they didn't think they would sell much of it, didn't have, you know, having enough 
pouring money into the box and to make it, you know, the art on the box and all that stuff. I, I don't know. Um, but, but I, it I seems kind like of there's underst- not a lot of confidence there. No, right? I, yeah, I understand because I just, I just feel like it was a. Yeah, I like Mike Fitzgerald's games. It just seems like it was just maybe it was hard to come up with a football dice game, or just seems kind of like it was like, hey, let's just maybe I came up with this. Let's just throw this in there. That's yeah. what it felt like to me, and it was kind of like, yeah, and that, that it felt it felt like that's what it was. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I, I yeah. would. Yeah. I I didn't hate it as much as John for sure. I I did like it. Uh, I don't hate less it less than baseball highlights. It's but. I don't hate it. It just wasn't interesting. Mm. I don't mean you know what I mean. Like I don't. I'm, it's just like okay. I don't think I, I mean if someone wants to play it. I would. I might. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I didn't mean uh, to be like what I just wanted to. It does have a space on the board to write to draw a logo, right? For your own your your own logo for your helmet. Is that the most interesting part of the game? I don't know. I tell you what's not interesting is the amount of notepads they put in the box for both of these games. Yeah, they didn't put very many in there. Maybe they're assuming that you're going to laminate it yourself, but you can't play the game that many times based on how many sheets of paper are in the box. It was probably the least that I've seen in a roll and write game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Honestly, it was both of those were a pretty were, were a pretty big disappointment. Like overall, because I had pretty high hopes. So unfortunately, well, let's talk about another twenty fifth century's game. This mm. is one that I believe that's right. We, they sent us a bunch of games. You know, yeah. we just talked about some recently. This is another Bruno Cathala one that was in the box. This is Villanimo. 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 I'm not looking at Villanimo. it. Villanimo. I th- I'm gonna say Villanimo. Okay. Although you might be right. I don't. I have no idea. This is. This is the. Hey, by the way, I'm flying just absolute naked right now. You didn't even have a computer. I don't because of the, the timing. We didn't even re- decide we were gonna record this until I was on my way out and about, and we're like, oh, let's do it now. So. He seemed very put off that I would even ask him. Like, <laughs> how would you? You'd have the nerve to ask me to record after I've retired. That's right. Anyway. So in this game, you are racing. It's a it's a card game. You're not really racing, but the art style is like this 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 bicycle race where you're climbing hills and whoever gets to each leg first is going to get points for that round. And basically, this is a card shedding game where you're trying to get rid of your entire hand of cards, and you're going to do that by playing cards from your hand that either match the number or match the color. So let's say I play a two then John has to play a card that is in uh, a, a higher number or something that, that adds up to a higher number. And how that works out is, let's say I play three cards that are all twos. You're going to take the three, multiply that times 10, and then add in the lowest number of the card that was there. So in this case, it would be 32. If I had played a two, three, four of the same color, then it would be... Uh, 32 also right so it's (laughs) so that's how it works and when i first explained this game to john he was like i gotta do math on this like this doesn't sound very fun but the math is very simple if you know how to do multiplications uh in in 10 increments and so that's it that's all you're doing is you're trying to shed your cards in a two-player game it's got some extra rules in there than it does in the main player in the you know the the main way of playing this game and at the end of every round, if you're the one who shed, you're going to get points, and those points go up and up and up. In a two-player game, you're trying to be the first one to get eight points. Is that, yeah, eight points. And the other one, you play five rounds, and whoever has the most points at the end of those rounds. And that's the gist of it. What do you think of this one, John? Compared to, you know, we played a, a Bruno Cathala card-shedding oh game in Oh My Brains from 20th, 25th Century Games. Yeah, I. So this one has really cool art, by the way. Like I was absolutely drawn in by the box art on this. Dominique uh, Merton. Yeah, is the just that like clear modern, you know, um, like just a white with a animal on a unicycle or a bicycle, bicycle, bicycle a right? cow, a cow on a bicycle. Yeah, like it just really stood out, and I was like, oh, that's that's just cool. Um, I kind of feel like this. Not quite the way I felt about um, football highlights, but the way I felt, ma- I just felt like the decisions were not super interesting in this game. Would you agree with that? Like, I felt like oftentimes they were fairly obvious. I think less so than like in Oh My Brains. In Oh My Brains, you've got the cards that allow you to do different things, mm-hmm. and so there is more strategy in that. This is more on the on the simple side. It's a weight of one point one six. Yeah. Um, the decisions are you don't always necessarily want to just shed all of your cards at one time because you might 
Sure. You know, there might be times get a run like, of them. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, so that's where the decision comes in. But it's definitely not meant to be a, a heavier game. It's meant to be a pretty simple game. Yeah. And what what I, what I and I don't think a lot of people are. De- what is this rated on BGG? I know pe- I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Seven. Yeah. What I what I thought was challenging for me was that I didn't love like where I didn't feel like there was a ton and ton of strategy. There is strategy. There's no doubt about it. Is that I thought it was the rules were too confusing, maybe, even though it's not con- like for someone that's like straight out of nothing. Because you're yes. like, you got these three cards, you add those th- three together, that's 30 plus five. Like, I know that, that for gamers, that's no problem. But I kept thinking, man, I think if I pull this out with like just friends that wanted to play like a, a lot, and I'm talking about that's why this is weighted one, like that light of a game, yeah. I think they would kind of be a little confused and be like, uh, what? But then that beats that, and then that. And so I was just kind of like, it kind of, to me, it kind of goes into this black hole of, I, there's no reason for me to have this game. Yeah. And, and I, was, I was, here's the thing. I don't the think it's a end of an era good, episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like. We're off to a good start so yeah. far. So I don't think this is a good two-player game. That the, might be, it may really change at a higher player count. That's I, great. I think it does. Now, we've That's only true. played this at two, so I don't know that for sure. But the two-player game does add some extra rules that, like, of drawing cards at certain times. If, yeah. And there is a rule of, I think it's the one. So if you play a one, this is the, every game has this. If you play a one, then you get to um, draw cards from somebody else's hand and swap cards from your hand yeah. based on how many ones that you played, which isn't that big of a deal. But if you have twos in a two-player game, that also adds special rules of drawing cards and, and – yeah deciding who takes those cards, that sort of thing. A little bit thing. of a take that element. And it's not, again, it's not heavy, but it's extra rules that I'm like, I don't. I wonder why this was added in there. I yeah. think it's, may, there, I'm sure there was reasons, otherwise they would have kept it as simple as possible, but maybe too much rules for this light easy of a game. And maybe, if I, like, you may be right, dude, maybe at like three or four and they didn't have those two and one rules. Is it, yeah. is it, they just not exist in it? The one, the one card does exist. But the two doesn't. But the two doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought with all that together, like, I thought, man, who am I ever going to play this with? You know, and there's so many trick-taking type That's games and right. stuff out there. That was the whole thing, and it was like, yeah, I mean, it was it's fine. Like, Bruno Cathal, he makes simple, smart games. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, he does, no doubt about it. But this one was one I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. You can tell it's des- – I mean, he, it's not a bad design. It just really isn't. I don't know. Is it for me, nor do I think uh, I could I picture myself really finding a group to play it with. Too right. easy for gamers, too a little bit too complicated for just anybody. Yeah, and you say trick-taking game, and it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Card-shedding. And, it, and it's listed as a trick-taking game, but it is card-shedding. Yeah. Now, if we're looking at simpler card games of lower weights, there's one that we did play that we didn't have in our notes earlier, and that's Sea Salt and Paper mm-hmm. that you might feel a little bit different about. And I wanted to go ahead and, and we didn't have this in our notes, but this is also Bruno Cathala and, and Theo Rivier. Uh, oh, the same, is it both of them on both? No, 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 okay. just just Bruno Cathala okay, on the I, original that's one. That's what I was thinking, okay. Although, I'll, I'll look this up um, in just a minute, but Theo may have done something else in this vein too. Draftosaurus, uh, the loop, he's credited for th- 59 games on wow. here. I'm wondering if that other one, uh, oh, my brain, is he a part of that one? I don't, I don't remember. Know. Anyway, I can look this up as we talk about it. But basically in Sea Salt and Paper, you've got a discard pile. You've got two cards that come out. And on John's turn, he's either going to take one of those cards or he's going to draw two cards from the discard pile, keep one, and discard the other one. And that's it. Um, other than if you have two of a kind of these certain types of cards, you play those down and they'll give you an extra action or they'll give you another draw or other things yep how what makes this game interesting is that you are going to say once i get seven points seven points in front of me and in my hand combined i'm going to say i can i don't have to i can wait as long as i want but i'm able to say we're done we're done for this round everybody add up their points and then we're done or i can say i'm going to give everyone one more turn and then we're going to add up the points and if i have the most points then I'm going to get bonus points of having the, the points for the most color that I have. So if I have like four pink, I'm going to get an additional four points on top of my regular points. 
And so I'm, I'm gambling here because if I don't get that, I'm only going to get my color points. So instead of getting my normal points, I'm only going to get those four points and that's it. And everybody else is going to get all of their, yep. all of their points. So yep. this is a, for me, I really like this one. I, I played this one at three. I've played it at uh, two. Is that right? Yeah. I played it at three and two. what do you think of this one, John? So contrary to the last two games, I love this little game. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I I've, I was just on BGG on my phone and like looking at some of the different reviews and yes, stuff like that. Yes, on my brain. Sorry, he wasn't. He was on that. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I thought that this one, I know there's like hardcore gamers are going to say this is too lucky. I've seen several people I was looking at say that, and I've heard that. Um, I, there's definitely a luck factor in this game. There's no doubt about it. You can in this game you could draw four mer- mermaids and you win the game. Like off the rip, you could. I mean, it's possible. Which is it, that it did happen? It did me. happen. I was gonna say, is it yeah. unlikely? Sure, mm-hmm. but could it happen? Yes. And is Dean taking a risk, keeping those mermaids in his hand, yeah, and not drawing other things? <clears throat> Absolutely, he is. Um, or maybe you just get like high point values. You're drawing the octopuses or whatever, and you get boot. You draw three immediately, and that's like six points or something. You know, like you're gonna, you know, yeah. like. Um, so yes, there is a luck factor, but there's a. Not only a luck factor, there's a big fun factor in this game. Yes. I just drawing the cards and making those calls. The art is gorgeous on it. Amazing. Amazing art. Yeah. Uh everything is fun. Uh I, I really liked it. And it's cheap too, isn't it? Like they have it in the US yet or no? Do you have Not to- yet. This came from Canada. I think it's like fifteen dollars though. Uh, that's it's that's a fun little game, man. Somebody has one listed on eBay for twelve bucks, it looks like. Really? Yeah. I might just go ahead and buy that then. Okay. Um yeah, but it's <clears throat> it's not highly strategic but it, there's definitely decisions to be made no doubt about it a lot of push your luck set collection kind of yeah. thing that's yeah. what you're doing you're like man should i go for this should i get this extra action right now or should i try to get this other thing that i think is going to score more points and then the when to go out is mm-hmm. is is really interesting in the game yeah. when to go i think i have more points than dean or she still he still has more points i could go out now but i'm gonna wait but if i do that then maybe he's gonna keep scoring even more so I thought that was cool. So, okay, before you go ahead and order that, John, I'm going to say I, I was going to do this today, but we just we, today has been a mess as far as recording goes and getting together. I ordered you a copy of this game. Mm-mm. I did. It was going to be my gift to you to give on the final day of Dang, Town. that's awesome, dude. But I was honestly, I was holding off to see if you liked it. And if you didn't, I was just going to give it to someone else or sell Thank it you, or something. Thank you, Dean. So anyway, I don't have it with I, me. I didn't give you a gift. But I, Well, you can. I'm going to give you There's the gift of time. myself. That's, <laughs> It's been a gift being with you for four years, John. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, so anyway, there we go. That's that's my gift to you, your farewell gift from Town. When's that coming? I have it in my closet right now. Like, I actually have it. You didn't bring it today? No. No, no, no. But you have it. I do have it. Yeah. Ooh. I'm about to stop by later and pick it up. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Are you going to be home later? <laughs> we're just, we, we talk we're about just going to make these plans right now. <laughs> What are you uh, eating for dinner later? You can just come uh, over you know, and have some dinner. That's cool. I think <laughs> my wife and I have been playing a lot of quick, fun kind of games. Lately. That's why I got this. So I thought yeah. that would that would that would, and my kids could play this one. Yes, if they get into it. So super small box too. You can carry this anyway, anywhere. Play that's this right. in the coffee shop. It's a great game. That's awesome. I, cool. I've seen it on a lot of people. Uh, BJ from Board Game Gumbo, I think, was on his top ten of the year, if I remember right, of of twenty twenty two. I get it. I get it. It's no, a fun it, game. it's a fun little game. Yeah, it's seven point one. I would think it might because I think I would give it like seven and a half out of ten, probably. Yeah, you know, I, that's probably where I'm at. Yeah, I like say. I thought that's I, I thought. I mean, in the deluge of games that we've <laughs> been playing and played lately, uh-huh. that one stands out. Yeah, as like oh, that was cool. That was fun. I like the decisions. Pretty quick too. All that. Yep. Yep. It is. All right, another quick game, which is one that I want. Maybe you can give me this as, what is as my farewell game. <laughs> That's what I do. Sprawlopolis. Oh. I'm just kidding about the the gifting me that. But Sprawlopolis is a game that you if have you to explain want it, this because I... I'll buy it right now. It's a, <laughs> Would you play it? We'll talk. We'll talk okay. after the show. We'll talk after. I don't know. I honestly don't know if I, I like know. it that much because I want to compare it to another game that I okay. I think I like better. But, okay. All right. Go ahead. You have oh, to explain yeah, yeah, this because you ta- talked this. So this is a button shy game and I think... Well, some people may not be familiar with that. Button shy is a company that makes 18 card games in wallets. And so like they have a ton of them now and you can go to their website and they're all, I mean, I think most of them are like 12 bucks a piece. Is that right? 
10, 12 bucks that, a piece. That seems right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they're affordable. They're small. You can put them in your wallet, toss them in your purse really easily. Um, and a lot of them you can, you know, just play at a cafe or whatever. doesn't take up tons of space. And Sprawlopolis is one of those. You do need to have some table space. But it's really simple and straightforward and really smart. So you have these uh, city tiles, and all of them have four different quadrants. And they all... It's, and it's four different parts of the city. They're all the same, like the same four colors on every one, except for they're all in different spots. And there's also roads that go through them, uh, which really change up the game. Well, when you flip the cards over, that's how you start the game, by flipping three over, and it's going to give you the points to score to win. So it's a co-op game, a solo game or co-op game. And so you might have three things that it will tell you how these cards score your points, but also it may have eight 10 and four on there, you add that up and that's what 22 points that you have to get to win the game. Um, and it may just be things like you need to have uh, X district next to a commercial district or sandwiched in between two commercial districts or something like that. Um, also, you're going to score. So you're gonna, basically on your turn, you're just going to be playing a card and you can overlap cards or place them next to each other in a cooperative game. You're going to pass a couple cards to the person on your left, and then they're going to place them down. Um, but what's interesting is you're, you're going to score not only the three ways that the cards come out, but you're going to score your the biggest um, grouping of each of the four colors, which can be really challenging, Dean. Like right. with, when you're trying to do all these other things, and you're like, oh yeah, but my gray group is only two. That's not very many points. I better get more. But then you're going to minus how many roads you have, which I think is the most difficult part of the game. Mm-hmm. Is that if you just kind of throw them out there and you're just matching up all these colors, you're gonna you could have a billion roads and you might lose twelve points, you know, off the bat, uh, which just kind of negates all the points that you're scoring. So it is, I'll just say for me, it's a kind of crunchy, way crunchier feeling game than I expected to play. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It Maybe is- too much for a lighter game of just 18 cards. It's hard, too. It is. It is. It's really fun, though. But really it's fun. fun. Yeah, the yeah. more you talk about it, you, you get hype about it, and it's it's got me excited. I, I probably do need to pick this one up. But I compare it to a Great Barrier Reef, the card game, which is uh, Keith Keith Pickett, our buddy who designed that. It's a, It's got a similar feel to that. I prefer, Which I really like them. I prefer Great Both. Barrier Reef to Sprawlopolis, I think, but they're different because it's cooperative, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and Sprawlopolis is cooperative. Great Barrier Reef is not. And um, it, it's not exactly the same way, the way you're playing the cards down. There's another game, uh, Zoned Out, which is a Gray Fox games mm-hmm. game. I, I think that's that similar one. to this. I, that's my least favorite of, of both of these, but Sprawlopolis is really good. And I think there's... Somebody had this for sale at the... Uh, at Tennessee Game Days, and I uh, that's honestly why I was, thought about picking it up, but it had all the expansion stuff with it. So I think someone might have bought that, but if they, I'll go back and look. Yeah, I don't know if you need. Well, I, no, I, don't I don't even know, know what's either because, like, stuff. I I bought Sprawl and Agropolis, and I haven't even played Agropolis because Sprawl is so good and you know, yeah, challenging. I, I mean, seriously, I think I had to play six games before I beat that game. I I like get it took, that. like I got close several times and then, but I think is Agropolis similar to that? Yeah, oh, okay. But it's like got farm animals on it, and there's some so there's some different kind of. So it's like Uva Rosenberg's game of it, huh? Ah, Agricola, Mr. Like, Sprawlopolis. I like farm. Do you have to feed your your animals? <laughs> no, I don't feed think your people. So. That's, okay, yeah, but I will play it sometime. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> but I, I, I Sprawl is fun for having it in your. Man, that that was a brilliant design. I am glad that you. Brilliant design. We weren't going to play this this day. You just kind of pulled it out while. It's because we you were looking, looking at Tennessee rules. Game Days. You were looking at oh, the thing, right. and you said, "Hey, I thought about picking that up," and I'm like, "I got it in my car." That's right. And then I, then I threw it on the table, and I was like, "We'll play a couple rounds," and then at that point, it was kind of like, "Well, I'll just finish the game." You know who's an expert on button shot games? And we lost. Who? Darren. Yeah. He has a lot, a lot of button shot games. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's a so look for forward all. to more of that conversation, I guess. Although I'm not going to add much to it. I can't wait Other to hear from the F-Man. I've played <laughs> Sprawlopolis, and we played another one, Tussie Mussie. Those are the only ones I've played. Which was Elizabeth Hargrave. Yeah. I thought Tussie Mussie was fine. Yeah. yeah. We thought that was fun. All right. Let's, fine. Let's talk fun about... Fun for Dean, fine for me. These are all small games that we've talked about. Should we go in like the complete opposite direction Is this the last here? one? I think so. Let's do it. Like the biggest game that you could possibly think of. Can I set this up? Yes. So Dean... Uh, oh yeah yeah dean told me john 
for the final episode of you know us being co-host or whatever, I want to just pick a game and we're going to play it. And for those who have listened to the podcast for some time, <laughs> they know that Dean has done this before and really fallen on his face. And also, yeah, I'll, I'll and, and, fall and on my switch, face. Not, right. like, like, and it's because he like is being super indecisive and then it just confuses him and then he just puts a game out there. <laughs> and Eclipse was the last one. Now, I did not hate Eclipse or anything. You by liked any stretch. It. Yeah, it was fine. But... Like, you know, I'm pretty say, sure... We need to go back and listen to the review. I think you really liked Eclipse. No, I gave it like a seven and a half or something, seven. But it was because it was a two-player. It wasn't Correct. It wasn't meant to be a, a good two-player yeah. game. It was fun. It yeah. was fine. I mean, I didn't ever think about picking it up or anything like that. Okay. But I would think that I could do... Like, if you hadn't played a game that I know you well enough to where I could at least get you like an eight out of ten. <laughs> that one wasn't quite there. So I'm like, honestly, I'm pretty skeptical. Like, at this point, I'm like showing up at his house... And he has on his table dwellings of Eldervale. And I'm like, okay. Like, it's, it wasn't that I was, I wasn't like excited or unexcited. It was kind of like Eclipse, like, interesting choice. I knew there would, there would be an, a couple of other options where if I put him on the table, John would have been like, all right, yeah, I've really been wanting to play this. What were those options? So Endeavor was one, but I wasn't sure if you had played that. And I wanted to make sure it was one that you hadn't played before. That was in my top fifty. Okay, yeah, no, for I mean, I would have been. I'm, I, I don't know if I would have been more interested than this. There was, a, it would be about the same. And then another one I thought of was, um, oh goodness, what's the uh, hidden movement game? Letters to Whitechapel. Letters to Whitechapel. But the reason why I didn't do that is because you didn't. I didn't like Sniper Elite, Sniper Elite yeah, and I don't much. know if you're going to like any of those type of games. Not the pressure was on everyone. That's true. This had to be a good game, a big game. A big game. Let me say and that. It had so, to be a big well, game. Here's the other thing. is This is like Eclipse uh, sprawled out on this table. Now, I've seen the box. This is a monster box. Sprawled out on the table are all these minis. Dean says, hey, check this out. And he taps his, <laughs> taps one of the monsters. just like, Rah! and it has this like super 90s toy sound that like was cool. Like, I'm not going to lie. It, it was. was cool. And like, you could, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> What in the fruit and thaw is going on here, you know? And, and Dean's like, no, no, don't worry, John. Don't worry. This is very Euro-y. And I'm like, okay. All right, that's fine. Oh, he hated it. Do you want to no, tell kidding. them roughly how to play? I know we're trying to go kind of quick. So this game is Euro-y in a sense. You've got this map of hexes out on the board, out on the table, and they're made of different ruin tiles, which give you all of these are to take action. So the ruin tiles give you lots of different actions of like purchasing new meeples and putting new tiles on the board and all that. Then you have these elemental tiles that correspond to different tracks. They also correspond to the monsters. And um, there's only a certain amount of colors that come out in each game. And so in a two player game, there's going to be four of those colors that come out. And when you take those actions, all you're doing is basically gathering these tiles that will give you resources or increase your resources that you gain at the end of the round. Um, so on your turn, you're going to take your meeple, you're going to put it out on the board, do that action, and then you're done. There's more rules to that, but that's the gist of it, okay? Then once you have, once you want to gather them back, you take the gathering action back, gathering the meeple action back, you take them one at a time and you're going to put them onto the different action spaces that you have built up in your tableau throughout the game. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have necessarily a ton of those action spaces, but they are specific to you. A lot of them are just giving you resources. Some of them are allowing you to buy new meeples and that sort of thing. The game is going to end whenever you have drawn all the tiles from the stack or you have... Uh, what was the other one? So you draw all the top, or, or you built all of your dwellings. Yeah. So your meeples turn into dwellings throughout the game. And basically your worker meeples, you'll put a, a roof on top of their head, and now they're permanently fixed in that spot on the tile, on the elemental tile. <laughs> you ridiculous. thought that was the most ridiculous thing <laughs> Oh, ever. it is. It, would, it reminded me of just, it, it, it kind of fit because the fantasy theme. Sure. Like you could see some kind of creature that turned into its own hut or something like that, which is exactly <laughs> what it looked like. You take a meeple and you literally put a roof on its head. Yeah, that's right. And it looks like a little creature with a hat. It, it doesn't look or, like a dwelling, does it? It looks like a meeple with a hat on it, a roof on its head. They should have called this the Freaks of Eldervale. <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense. So that is kind of the gist of the game, but it is giant. You're going to be fighting monsters on the different tiles, which is just quick dice rolling 
Um, I say it's very Euroy, and it is like a, a pretty simple Euroy type of game. But there is dice rolling when you fight the monsters and fight each other. But it's really, I thought, you know, for some people that might be a turnoff, it's, you know, dice rolling combat. But it's so simple, and there's lots of ways to manipulate that. It's, I think most people are going to have a hard time with it. John, you didn't, and I thought... That that was the one thing I thought you might get hung yeah. up on, but you didn't. So I'm I'm you know me I'm I always have, I feel like I have a love hate relationship with dice rolls. I have to admit I don't usually like them, but there is no doubt that they add a fun factor. Mm-hmm. At, you know, like that's why people like it because there's this luck of the. That's why people go to Vegas. You know, they let's just roll these dice and maybe I win some money. You know, uh, obviously it appeals to a lot of people. To a lot of highly strategic folks, it frustrates them because obviously you could play great and lose because you have not great dice rolls. Here's the thing about this game, and I also wasn't super excited when he was just like a one d six or what is it? That's what it is, right? Yeah, one d six. Like yep. it's nothing. You know, it's just whoever chucks the most dice. Now you can mitigate it in the sense of by you're putting people into the battle like um, blood rage, and so however many people I have in the battle. Those creatures, some of them, like my dragon, I think brought two or three dice. I can't remember. Three. Well, three, mine right? they're, they're, I think my, yeah, they're it's very different. D- depending on which character you have. But and there's yeah. like a special warrior that could bring two dice in instead of one. You can spend swords to buy new dice to put in the battle. So you're not going to be hurting for getting enough dice that you Probably need to not, put in the battle. But, and you can't put more than six, which I thought was kind of interesting. I, I don't know if I liked it or didn't like it. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go pretty heavy on that, putting your folks out there and stuff, and then you still, yeah, yeah, you still you get your six. But anyways, here's the thing about this game. It reminded me of the dice rolls of A Feast for Odin, which I loved. In, in A Feast for Odin, you roll dice, and you want to win, but even if you don't, you get something, and you go like, okay, that didn't feel so bad. So it kind of has that excitement of the dice rolls, the hoot and holler, yeah, but with if you lose, it's not the end of the world because you send your people to the underworld and they get swords, which will make you know more profitable, more chances for them to get more whenever they you fight again. Or you can turn you know swords into coins, which could be any resource, you know, different things like that over the course of the game. So, and on top of that, my faction said every time like my dragon got killed, I gained a victory point. Uh, when I sent people to the underworld, one of them got to stay. So like. If you really hate the dice roll part, get one of the factions, because there's many of them, 20, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Grab one that mitigates that yeah. so that you don't feel like, oh, that's the worst. Um, you can, And, and I, honestly, it didn't bother me at all. What I've loved about this game, I'll just say what I loved about it, was it was a battling back and forth that I had fun with. And I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, people who don't like fighting and and I feel like they wouldn't care because it didn't matter that much if you lost and there's so many battles. Right, right. I'll get yeah. you next time, Dean. Uh-huh. And like just kind of smile and like, all right, let me figure out what I'm going to do now. I thought it. this game was a surprise, one of the biggest surprises I've had in a long time. Surprise on the end. <laughs> it was so good. What do you think you're at on this? Just, just Like an eight and a half out of ten probably. That's... Yeah. Better than I could have ever yeah. expected. I'm crying my eyes yeah, out right there now. There it is. I mean, it. Could, I don't know if it would be higher or not. Like I've got to play it more, obviously. But that's that's usually my starting place for a game. Not one. Like there are some that just blow my freaking mind, mm-hmm. and I'm like nine out of ten. This is ten out. This is so good. That's usually my starting place for a game I really liked that I could see in my top fifty. But I have to play it more. Yeah. Yeah. So I've looked up. You can't buy it. It's out of stock everywhere. Now here's the thing. I don't know if we talked about this, but there is a campaign. It'll be well gone. By the, we're, we're recording this three weeks ahead of time. By the way, the Andromeda's Edge is the space version of this that they're putting out. Okay, and it looks amazing, John. I don't know if you can see this. If I can turn my computer enough. I was look, trying to look it up on my phone. So it's uh, it's on GameFound right now. It's as of this recording, it's got three days left, but it's going to be multiple weeks past this. But you'll still it. be able to back it if you want to. But one of the things that I'm seeing, and I haven't looked a ton into this, although I'm really intrigued, is that it has better combat. Is is the big thing that I'm seeing, and and there's a lot of. I was fine with the combat in Dwellings of Elderville, but I think it just makes it more interesting, maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know, which might turn I, it more it into turn, like an eclipse type game, right? It might turn me off though. I liked how fast it was. Yeah. You roll, you chuck your dice, I chuck my dice, game over. I don't have to go through all this like, well, this and that and that and this. 
So anyways, maybe it'll, maybe it'll, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm interested. I, I, you said 20 factions. I think it was 16, if I remember right. Eight boards and they're all double-sided, I think is right. Um, I really, I'm intrigued by this Andromeda's Edge because just because it makes the combat better doesn't mean, or according to a lot of people on it's here, pretty box. doesn't mean that it's not a simple, yeah. The, look at the production. You, you won't box. care as much about it, but it's, it's no, insane I'm going to skip production. past the all-in plus deluxe. Are they not all? Oh, there's multiple different. Ooh, oh man, I gotta stop looking at this. Ooh, getting all getting all hot and bothered over here looking at this. Um, anyway, I wow, I, the standard edition is sixty nine bucks, and it's probably really good. Yeah, I may too. have to back that. You might like this better. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's the that is the challenge. Like I'm, I have to go watch some videos on it. Because you're right, I could. I, I honestly do think, I prefer the fantasy theme over the space theme at this moment you prefer the fantasy over the space i just said? think that with games that i play the space is way done too much mm. like with euro games i, I feel like there are euro fantasy games no doubt but like a lot of times those do tend to be like a mere trash chugging dice and going on adventures and stuff like that but i mean i'm just thinking like you know race for the galaxy and roll for the galaxy and beyond the sun and like i could just keep you know rattling off so many of those i almost feel like i like the idea of the fantasy one better but yeah you know i'll say so this even the deluxe version of this game on game found is 129 for as much stuff you get in there that's that's not a bad deal at all that's that's not bad uh not not well, at now this that moment. you control the Meeple Town funds, you could just back it with that. <laughs> all if, the I don't know if there the is Meeple that Town much funds, in there. <laughs> there's not. It's enough to make our our payments. That's a little. That's a little uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, we, it's enough to make rent, and that's about it's it. It's enough to make rent <laughs> and occasionally buy like fifty dollar game. <laughs> yeah, once a year, and we've already done that. But you know, uh, we'll see. I'll look into it. I'm, I'm not making any decisions at this very moment. But anyway, that's all the games we're going to talk about. Yeah. But we're just going to take a few minutes. Not a really long time. Just to share some some thoughts, we thought about doing a top five. We're like, no, we don't need a top five. Yeah. Let's just let's just share some good moments. Put some put some nice music on in the background and oh, okay. share some share some moments. Have have a, shed a couple of tears. I don't know if I'm nah. going to do either one of those things. Nah. I remember. I'm just starting it off. Just jumping right in. The very first time we had a conversation about doing Meeple Town, mm-hmm. I was at Dean's office. And I just stopped in for whatever reason. I don't even remember. It had nothing to do with board games. It was probably like actual work related. <laughs> right. What? Back yeah. when we used to do those things. Yeah, too. that's right. <laughs> uh, and we were talking, started talking about board games. And at this point in time, Dean is by far the bigger board gamer than I am. Like it's not even close. Like your collection was several hundred. Yeah. My collection was fifteen or twenty games yeah. probably. Yeah. Like. And start talking about, I remember like mentioning small world, which was like pretty big for me. Like that was back then when I hadn't played that many. Um, and that, you know, that, that was big. We talked Puerto Rico was obviously one that we both loved and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, let's do a podcast. And I just wanted to try podcasting mm-hmm. and I enjoyed board games, but man, after we said, let's do this, I became a freaking nut. <laughs> I remember going on like board game arena, which had like, you know, tons of 20 game, 15 games at that time. Like not very many. Yeah. And playing everything on there, basically uh, <clears throat> immediately going and like finding any kind of target deals or, you know, whatever they had and just buying all kinds of just sucky games. I, I didn't care mm-hmm. because it was like, I'm a sponge. I've got to learn board games. Cause I want to do a really good job on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, my taste changed pretty quick. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah. But also they like, yes, they did. But it's funny how they've gone in waves too. So at they this have. very moment, some of those games that you would have talked about then, you might actually want to go back to and play. Yeah. Because you've been playing some lighter stuff lately. I have. And I, it's just, that's, yeah. Because I was, I mean, I guess like with games like Puerto Rico, it really did which I loved really set me up to be kind of a Euro E like gamer. Like the more I played those types of games and you know, I, I, I didn't really love the luck factor in some of the other ones, but now, yeah, I have been definitely gravitating back towards faster 30 minute, 45 minute. That's what I've liked about rolling rights, which I didn't like for a while. I got rolling right it out. I think a lot of people did. I don't have to set anything up. Yeah. 
I just throw it on my table and some dice with a dice tray. I get that. It's same thing with card games. I've been kind of in the. I've just been in the mood to play a lot of card games and a lot of a lot of roll and write things too. Yeah. And who knows? It could be periods of time in life or whatever. Or just you know, the people that we want to play with, or you know. That's true. I've been. I've, yeah, I'm been friends with. Like I got a really good couple that we hang out with all the time now, and they. Um, she doesn't like to play anything complicated at all. Yeah, he does. He's pretty like he he, he enjoys that, but she just is like. But she found cryptid. Bethany mm. loves cryptid. Oh like, man! Every time, like if we can play a game, she's like, "I want to play cryptid." It's so good. I'm with yeah. her. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. So whenever I'm sitting there in your office and we just make this decision, do you think this is going to be? I mean, this is what five, four or five years? How long have we done this? Four over four over years. Four years. Yeah, it's about four years and 120 a few whatever episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. No mm. idea. And in fact, so recently when John told me that things were going to be changing. Then I, I went back and I listened to our first episode, which is, which is one of the memories that I've had yeah. lately. And I listened to the whole thing in completion. And I think that may be the first time I've done that since we recorded it is my guess. And I did it once years ago. First off, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was a terrible episode for our first episode. That's what I thought too. But it is funny, the things, the ways that we talked about games and the games that we talked about. So one is our big review for that first episode was Everdale. Uh, yeah, was Everdale. That's a good one for the first episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. I gave Pretty it a 10. Huge game. And you gave it a 10, which is funny because it is still a 10 for me. It's a top 10 game. Or I still like I still like it. Yeah. But I hadn't played enough games, you know what I mean, at that point in time yes. to go. I hadn't even played Imperial Settlers at that time, even though I still like. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um what is that game called? Everdell. <laughs> yeah. I still like Everdell better than that. Um, but that game, I remember we played it here in this office mm-hmm. and it blew my freaking mind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was, it, well, it's funny because the games that we were talking about, we talked about Seven Wonders. I talked about Yahtzee on that episode. We talked about, you talked about well, Yahtzee. So we did our top five games that got us into the hobby. Oh. And so Seven Wonders. That's right. And, I do remember that. And, uh, and Yahtzee were, were a couple of those games for me. But even the games that we talked about separately from that, it's just funny. It's funny how like how things have changed in four over four years that we so much. Yes, yes, Dang, so much. We've really changed. Uh huh. Yeah. You've even changed. We. <laughs> You've even changed. I, I have changed. Look at my pictures. On, That's true. On the website, I've changed quite a bit. Yeah, Dean is half the man he used to be. Literally. Like seriously, it's crazy. Literally. How many people talk about like how much do you enjoy it when someone's like, "Dude, you look good." I'm thankful that it it doesn't happen very often now. So you, I, I wanted to you, get past that phase where it was just like, this is was, what Dean looks like now. That's what I wanted to get to, and that's where I'm at. So I'm going to gain like, all my weight back. And lose then, it and then gain it all back, yeah. and like, this I'm is just who I'm he try is. to get. That's true. Uh, go ahead. You were no, going to say. Yeah, well, do you feel like, I absolutely feel like my game tastes have definitely changed um, since since even our first conversation. Maybe like a, I become more of a connoisseur, right? Like I can, I, I can definitely, I can definitely like look at, you know, I guess the, the details of games and like just different things that I, like, I'm like, oh man, I just never thought about that kind of stuff the same way. Do you feel like you, A, games have changed and B, does it, has it changed the way you play games or experience the gameplay? Uh, you mean in general, does it? Yeah. Do you like, do you find yourself like, you know, if if you haven't eaten a lot of different foods and you're just like, man, this was good. Yeah. But then you go to, I found a great Mexican place, by the way, yesterday. You go to it and you're like, oh, man, I can taste, you know, the chocolate in the mold. You know what I mean? Like, it, like or whatever it is. Like, you can, do you feel like when you play a game, you're thinking of that kind of stuff? Or do you just feel like you're just like, I'm here for the whole experience. I'm not thinking about that. You know, it's funny because I'm wanting to get more back into that place where you're just experiencing where it. I'm just experiencing yeah. the game. And that's why I'm, I've, I don't know, maybe it's because of the way that things have been changing here. Uh, but also like, you know, busyness of life. I mean, kids sports and school and work and everything else yeah. that's going on. It's just a really busy time. And so I've wanted to just enjoy things more. It's why I've gotten back to some, let me explore these different rolling rights and yeah. see, you know, ones that aren't necessarily the new hotness, ones that people have really loved in the past. I'm going to go and try this and explore it and get more plays out of it. And so I've been trying to be more present with that and not necessarily thinking about, you know, we, we always, not always, a lot of times over the past four years, we've thought what's going to be good for the show. And that really drove some of our purchases even all the time. Not some of them. You're right. A lot of our purchases. I mean, I would say 
80% of my purchases probably are, hey, I would like to talk about this on Meeple Town. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. It's fine, but I don't want to be that way all the time. You know, I want to go back and play some of these games that I know that I love or other people love yeah. and just, you know, who cares about the new hotness? Like if I go to a convention, I don't care about yeah. learning the new games, but just seeing people and playing fun games. Well, that's what I said, Johnny Freedom. Because I did, like, even this weekend, this past weekend, I've completely forgot about recording this podcast, but, like, I remember my wife and I played um, Cascadia. We played Fleet the Dice Game. We played Three Sisters. We played um, Witchstone. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it, and sometimes, some of it's because I'm trying to debate what games I'm going to sell at Tennessee Game Days because I got to get some more off my shelves. But I just kind of felt this, like, refreshing, like, wow. I sat down and I set three sisters up. I didn't take any pictures of it. I thought like, I was like, no, uh, oh, nice. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Like I can just sit down and enjoy this game for what it is. And I don't have to like think about all the mechanisms. My brain goes there for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't have to, I don't think about it a whole ton. And I, I love that. And the other freedom for me is, uh, not knowing about the new hotness. Cause I'm not going to be on BGG like every day. Yeah. And like, which is cool because when I see something like a drama edge, I want to buy it. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to make myself stay in touch with games and mm -hmm. like, but pull back a little bit to where I'm not constantly being, you know, a new game dangling in front of my face. Yep. And which I'm I'll like, still be sending you text of stuff I that's know. coming out. But you know, the other thing is though, like with, as Mepletown moves forward, I want to, I want to be more in that place mm -hmm. too. And I know I'm, I'm. Darren and I have thrown a lot of ideas. One is we're talking about doing like a new segment for every other, every other episode or something like that. And we might do that, but I don't want myself as a gamer to get really hung up in, in the new hotness. And part of that is because I'm wanting my, my boys to play more games and they have been playing more games, yeah. but they're, they want to play what they know. A lot of times my youngest, he'll, he'll play whatever, like we played a, a simplified version of Roman Bones the other day, which he was loving he it. I mean, it. he he was having a great time with it. I want to really focus more on that and talk about my experiences there, even if it's games that hey, you can't go out and buy this. You know, yeah. this is out of print or you know whatever. It's not the new hotness. It's not going to bring in a lot of the views or whatever. But but hey, I'm having fun that's with right. this, and that's I want to do like more it. of that. Yeah, I think my other. My favorite moments. It's hard to say like my favorite moment. That's why we talked about doing like a top five moments. But I was like, a lot of times it's just like a collective. When this happens, I have fun. Yeah. And so, of course, Pax U was, is up there as one of the, like you, me, Darren, Jonathan. That was a great time. Great food. Great fun. Playing that wine game, you know, in the floor of the, of the you know, hotel room while we played all these other really good games someone actually going hey meeple town and you go <laughs> oh people listen you know yeah yeah um that's kind of that's really cool but i would say two things one is i really like our late night game sessions mm. like those are like fond memories of yes. being like up till like midnight or one o'clock and usually we're grumpy almost by the time we get uh, yeah. to that point yeah <laughs> how many games did we play at starting at 11 that we both didn't like yes. and then later on went back and went that game was good what are we doing grumpy uh -huh. pants and then just the laugh out loud the moments when we both pull away from the mic when we're recording the podcast and just like absolutely lose it yes and that that's that's just fun that's just fun. you know i've been thinking a lot about all of those just the the normal moments one of the things that i miss most and some of my favorite memories are recording the videos mm. and we just haven't done that and and we haven't recorded a playthrough in almost it's been a almost year. a year yeah it's yeah. been almost a year and i really miss that those were yeah. fun times of of like rediscovering i mean we would have played the game multiple times and then we get on here and we're like discovering new things and then like silly things that hyped. happen and we just get real excited about it and i just i really miss that and so those yeah. are some of my fondest memories i don't miss the editing nope don't that's don't do that. that's the hard part about youtube like that's yeah is getting all those edited edited shots and stuff if we even we, talked about handing that off but the problem is we weren't we we weren't wise enough and in, in uh, not wise we we didn't put the effort into the the uh paying aspect of doing youtube uh, mm -hmm. you know we we don't do any of the um what is it like the amazon affiliate stuff or whatever we haven't done any of that yeah. and and that may have helped us to be able to put out more content because we could pay somebody to do that but i don't know 
if we could adjust, that would have been ideal. If we could just come and play games and just hand someone the stuff and say, go edit it. Yeah. Then that would have been, yeah, that would have been cool. But we just didn't make enough monetization to do that. Yeah. And it's crazy. We were one of the faster growing at one point board game, YouTube channels. Um, yeah, we were growing pretty significantly for, mm-hmm. for this, you know, niche of a, of a hobby, uh, of a channel we were, but, but John's right. I mean, but, the, but the fond memories of that are the actual getting together and record when we had time, you know, like COVID was a, was a great example. John and I were in each other's circle during this time. And so we spent a lot of time playing games and recording things and we just had a lot more time to do stuff like that. And Did you like the feed the Kraken video? Yeah. Stuff like that. I look back on that, like with silly fond memories of doing stuff like that. And when did I fall over? Was that swinging on a pendulum or was that some other game? There was something where I crashed uh-huh. and I you remember lost that. it. And it was, it was not purposeful. <laughs> Somebody needs to watch that and get back and get with back. us on that. Yeah, maybe, that. Did we put that in the video? I think so. Okay. Okay. I, I haven't think, watched any of those videos in a long time. Oh, I haven't. Unless, unless it's like a game. Uh, Blitzkrieg was one. I, recently, I was wanting to play, and I was like, I don't know the rules well enough. Let me watch our video, and oh, there I, you go. I enjoy it. For I that. never do but, that. So I, I, Other people do a better job explaining the game. No way. <laughs> no way, man. We we put out good no, content. No, I'm just kidding. For sure. That was, I mean, yeah. Not If I want to only watch a video to learn a game, but if you want to refresh... Or get an idea of what it's like. We did, a good or time, have a good laugh. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the <laughs> John whole thing. Crashing through the window. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that it? I think that's it. Okay. So this is not the end. You know, we'll have some times. John will. I want John to just do some some uh, his John's corner monologue stuff. You know, I think I can do that. Yeah, we we think that would be a lot of fun. But as far as like this consistent show, this is uh, this is this it. This is it for now. Who knows? One day, but probably not. Yeah. We're, I'm saying it's definitely over because I want to, as Dean said earlier, hand it off total to Dean and Darren and let them like run with it and never have to think about me. But, you know, who knows? Things change or they may not. Or they may not. Maple time may crash I mean, and burn and this might be I mean, the I may never be back episode. on another one. Like I don't know. I do want to talk about Tennessee game days because I, I, um, I told Rick that I would do that and I want to do that. Yeah. Um, but that might just be a monologue. I yeah. don't know. So. Well, let's let's wrap this up by you telling people over. for the last time how they can get in touch with me. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, if you are enjoying Dean's channel, Dean and Darren, uh, if you're enjoying Dean's channel, please leave a review. Um, and we like the clever little whatevers. But if you don't feel like you come up with something clever, just slap five stars on there. there. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> if you want to check. Uh, Dean out on uh, I'm thrown off by constantly saying Dean on the social medias Facebook Instagram and Twitter it's at Meepletown Games if you'd like to support what he's doing go to Meepletown.com no Patreon.com slash Meepletown or buy us a cup of coffee (laughs) buy Buy me me a coffee dot com slash Meepletown 9 nailed it yep well and what else oh Board Game Geek which I will stay part of the guild and I'll stay part of the Discord. Board Game Geek Go 347. If you want to get on the Discord, go to BGG and we can give you the link. Or you can email Dean at MeepleTownGames.com. Yeah. Mail.MeepleTownGames.com. Either one. Either one of those works. Yeah. Okay. And then he can get you the link to get on the Discord because that's fun. Yeah. We can just go on. You can go on the website and get all the information too. All right. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Well, that's kind of sad.